If you're a cannabis business owner looking to expand into new markets and need guidance and support you can trust, consider Collateral Base, a group that has done it before in multiple merit-based and limited market states. Collateral Base was founded by an experienced cannabis attorney with highly educated consultants with master's degrees and years of experience in the cannabis industry. The Collateral Base team is confident they know cannabis licensing better than any of their peers. And I encourage you to see for yourself. It just takes one phone call. If you're ready to expand your cannabis business into new limited markets, contact Collateral Base today at 309-306-1095. That's 309-306-1095. Or visit collateralbase.com. Hey, music lovers. The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at LampkinGuitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com. I get a lot of questions about cannabis and women's health. So this week, I'm serving up a casually baked chat worth repeating. In this discussion from November 2021, Dr. Michelle Sexton mentions an educational course she's working on to help us understand the impacts of cannabis on the female body throughout our life cycle. And I'm happy to report she's finally given birth to the Green Woman's Guide. You'll find a link to the course and a 25% discount code in the podcast 233 show notes. Dr. Sexton's 18 years of knowledge of the pharmacology and health effects of cannabis is infused in this course. The Green Woman's Guide is for any woman seeking the most up-to-date, science-based information on how to, or not to, incorporate cannabis into her life. All right, on with the show. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast, home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time together. Together. Yes, it's hot time. We had a hot time together. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. And this podcast is for all my ladies out there and the men who love and support us in living our best lives. Get ready for a candid and informative discussion at the intersection of cannabis, menopause, and women's health. Here to help explain the pharmacology of cannabinoids is Dr. Michelle Sexton, Assistant Adjunct Professor in the Department of Anesthesiology and Incoming Clinical Faculty at the Center for Integrative Medicine at UCSD. She completed a postdoctoral fellowship at the University of Washington in the Departments of Pharmacology, Psychiatry, and Behavioral Sciences, studying the endocannabinoid system and their roles in neuroinflammation and neurodegeneration. Dr. Sexton's clinical practice, research, and teaching focus on the endocannabinoid system and potential roles for cannabis across a range of conditions and lifespan. Also joining us today to share their firsthand experience are the co-founders of Hello Again, a cannabis-powered vaginal suppository that combines the healing power of cannabis with soothing botanicals to provide relief from the physical and emotional challenges brought on by menopause. 
If brain fog, hot flashes, sleep issues, or vaginal dryness are cramping your style and killing your sex drive, this podcast is for you. But first, a word from our sponsor, MJ Relief, the muscle rub PhD formulated for what aches and pains you. I had a conversation recently with an older female friend who suffers from osteoarthritis. Her symptoms have been flaring up lately, and she was saying how much she always enjoyed wrapping holiday gifts, but that she can't do it anymore because it's painful and her hands won't cooperate. I encouraged her to make sure she was taking a healthy dose of CBD every day and to consider also incorporating CBG. Ingesting these cannabinoids helps from the inside out. And for localized relief, it's MJ Relief to the rescue. During this season of giving, consider gifting relief to the parents and grandparents in your life who you know suffer from stiff joints and those chronic aches and pains. Get 10% savings when you shop mjskinrelief.com using promo code CASUALLYBAIT. The MJ Minis fit in your pocket for relief on the go, and they make excellent stocking stuffers. I keep my 2.5-ounce tube of MJ Relief on my nightstand. Whether for your medicine cabinet or gym bag, MJ Relief is the gift that keeps on giving for those with daily aches and pains. Shop online to support my small business at mjskinrelief.com and use code CASUALLYBAKED, all one word, for 10% savings. The Sustainability Roll-Up is presented by OCB Rolling Papers. In perfect harmony with natural, sustainable practices, it's always been the OCB's signature to provide the highest quality, responsibly sourced, and sustainably crafted rolling papers. When I unplug from technology and immerse myself in the natural world, I become spellbound by Mother Nature's ingenuity. And when I pay closer attention to how the natural world works, I become a more conscious consumer which got me to thinking about ways to wake up the consumption zombies in our lives through immersive learning. And I'm not talking about virtual reality or video games, people. I'm talking about actually getting them out in nature in a different way. Like going on a hike and besides getting a scenic workout, explore nature. Point out all of the diversity, the different trees, plants, mushrooms, wildlife, even the rocks and streams. There's a trail system in my area that I've fallen in love with. When I'm there, I've adopted this routine of active curiosity about the habitat and how it works. I also love to experience the sounds of nature as a walking meditation. I visit my favorite green space a couple of times a week, and I seriously fall deeper into love and appreciation each time. Watching the rain give birth to every shade of green imaginable while the leaves give way to fiery colors dropping onto the path, causing the trails to shapeshift. I'm thrilled to see the streams and waterfalls come back to life. All of it makes me feel one with nature. There are so many ways to have the conversation about sustainability and the importance of our micro choices. But most of the time, let's be honest, they fall on deaf ears because most likely we're talking at a happy hour or over dinner with a big group of one-uppers and mansplainers who can tell you what the problem with everything is. But when you're one-on-one, skipping rocks and basking in the beauty of nature, you have set the stage to have a meaningful dialogue about anything. And maybe you share how protecting and nurturing your relationship with nature led you to a few practical lifestyle shifts, like only buying local produce, knowing where your cannabis grows, volunteering for trail upkeep, blah, blah, blah. I'm not telling you what to say. I'm just encouraging you to have these meaningful conversations right about now because there's way too much apathy around vitally important things like the extinction of heritage cannabis farms and the monopolization of our nascent industry. 
And apathy around sustainable agriculture and local farmers and ranchers struggling to make a living wage. So right now, think of your favorite way to be one with nature and invite a friend who desperately needs an invitation into our world. And don't forget to roll something special with OCB rolling papers. You can tell them it's like French kissing Mother Nature. It's my favorite conversation starter. And if you're shopping for a cannabis newbie this holiday season, might I suggest gifting them with joint rolling skills. Get a Roll With Me starter kit at ocbusa.com backslash bait. You'll get four booklets of OCB and a rolling tray for only $4.99. This bundle is worth 20 bucks and is around for a limited time. Of course, you must be 21 and older to buy OCB rolling papers and to follow the natural wonders of OCB on social. At OCB underscore USA. Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, please rate and review Casually Baked the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That one small action helps other canna-curious folks find highly responsible discussions like this one with Dr. Sexton, Patty Pappas, and Carrie Mapes about the female relationship with cannabis. We discuss science, life experience, the power of stigmas, and changing the perception of aging. We also learn important reasons to incorporate phytocannabinoids like THC and CBD as we age. So go ahead and share this podcast with all the ladies in your text group and settle in. It's time to get casually baked. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take. If you're a woman, you want to hear this show. If you're a man that wants to understand the woman in your life, you want to listen to this show too. So ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Women have a very intense relationship with their endocannabinoid system. You know, our reproductive organs have the CB receptors built into them. So You know, when we think about cannabis, we always think about smoking or a topical or a tincture or something. But today we're going to be talking about suppositories and what are the benefits of vaginal cannabinoid delivery and why it's helpful, why it matters. And I'm happy that we have Dr. Michelle Sexton here because she is an ECS doctor, which thank you for stepping up and being one of the doctors that's willing to be at the forefront of this because we need more educated doctors. It's my pleasure. It's a very fascinating biochemical system that plays many interesting roles in every system in our body. So let's dive in there. Let's talk about women and the endocannabinoid system. Well, I think a good starting place is just to understand that the endogenous cannabinoid signaling system has been described as one to provide that we eat, sleep, relax, forget, and protect. So this is all inclusive. You know, everybody needs to do all of these things in certain ways, certain times in their life. And then as women, And men as well, the endocannabinoid system is expressed in all of our reproductive tissues and additionally in the brain. And so we have this connection between the brain and our adrenal glands, the brain and our thyroid, the brain and our ovaries, our uterus, testes. And so the system is there as a guiding principle to bring homeostasis to the system. So We have things that disrupt our normal homeostasis. This could include stress, lack of sleep, the menstrual cycle itself, and our our circulating hormones. And it's not very well understood. We don't understand all the ins and outs of how the endocannabinoid system is directing the ovaries and the uterus as it goes through its cycle across the month. But we know that it's there as a guiding principle and as a regulatory framework. 
so this kind of sets the stage for specifically THC, which directly binds these cannabinoid receptors. And then there is a, a supporting role probably for CBD and maybe even more of the minor cannabinoids that support the endocannabinoid system function. So one of the things that I teach to my students, my clients, is that we create these endocannabinoids. The phytocannabinoids of cannabis are their doppelgangers that can take their place in the system. So as women age, as we all age, you know, we start producing less hormones or testosterone and different things. We also start producing fewer endocannabinoids. So having these endogenous cannabinoids that are starting to decrease, let's talk about the importance of using them and supplementing with phytocannabinoids as we age. Jenna. Well, I agree with you that like everything with age, everything's sort of slowing down. We have systems function on a downward slide. Unfortunately, it's just biology. For instance, you're speaking about hormones and you know how those start to subside as we end our reproductive phase of life. And what do we do? We have the opportunity to supplement estrogen, for example. And so uh, I, I think what you're saying is similarly, we know that the, the endocannabinoid function peaks during adolescence and early adulthood, like many other things, and then slowly declines with age. And then we have individual differences in our genetics that also play a role in, in our individual function. So thinking of uh, the, the cannabis plant as a botanical means to support and supplement the system is certainly rational. And ladies, that's what y'all experienced um, whenever you started ideating this product, correct? Yeah, I mean, one thing that I, I, as I sort of aged into my perimenopause years, knowing nothing, you know, I would have loved this, it, just even that little last five minutes bits of information, because, you know, you just think you're getting old, you're getting forgetful, you're getting irritated, you can't sleep, you're tired, all those things start layering in. And it's not really, there's not a lot of discussion out there, there wasn't back then about why it's happening. And so to find something, well, Carrie and I, you know, as we started to learn about the cannabis plant and how it could boost those systems or replenish those systems in a natural way, instead of, you know, taking a sleeping pill or a Xanax or alcohol or all the destructive ways that people are trying to make themselves feel better in the short term, this plant really has a, has an option to make you feel better in the long term. And that sort of was the beginning of our journey. You know, my sister, she's someone that she doesn't consume cannabis and she has really been struggling and the last couple of years. She's six years older than me. And, you know, it's been insane to watch her journey of, you know, the going to the doctor and the different things that they try and the different tests mm -hmm. and her weight fluctuating and being what she feels like in the best shape of her life. But she keeps gaining weight and just, you know, like the emotional toll that that kind of thing takes and the hot flashes. When I see something like that, where it's like someone completely using Western medicine as the tool for the solution, but then Eastern medicine, I, there's Asian cultures that they don't even have these symptoms. So I'm like, there's yeah. got to be something to our relationship with nature and utilizing the things that, you know, Mother Earth created to help women thrive. I really empathize with your sister because I really, I had no relationship with cannabis and like many women my age grew up during the war on drugs and um, never really considered it at all. In fact, I remember my dad was terminally ill 20 years ago and somebody suggesting cannabis to us and our whole family was like, no, 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 we're not, that's not for us. Guess what? He would have been much more comfortable. He would have had an appetite. You know, he would have had less pain. Etc. So it's just it's it's amazing how powerful that stigma is about cannabis, especially for women of a certain age. Um, that's getting better. I think that women your age and women who are you know not quite yet in menopause are going to have a different understanding of cannabis and how it can be used for all wellness. 
but I feel for your sister because it's that, that stigma is real and it really affects people's choices. So that, I mean, that's part of what my own kind of discovery of the plant. I've done a complete 180 on how I feel about cannabis slash how I feel about prescription medicine. I've just completely flip-flopped. So that's part of our mission is to increase education about menopause, cannabis, and wellness. Yeah. The intersection of those three. I love that because it's so wonderful and freeing to be able to change your mind about something. You know, we get so set in our ways, like this is our culture. This is the way we do things. And then when you bust out of that, it's like, oh, yes, this feels good. You know, that's why everyone loves those Malcolm Gladwell books, because every single chapter is about, you know, you thought something was one way, but it's really another way. And, you know, it's the same. It's the same kind of delight when you can change your mind about something, especially something so impactful to your everyday life. Yeah, and even just the cultural idea of aging. I mean, we can change our perception of aging. We don't have to be getting old. This could be a vibrant time in our life. So when you think of it that way, when you think it is, you know, there's we're the first generation of women who are 50 that have 50 more good years left to live. We have to change our our perception of what those 50 years can look like. So we have to start looking for other options to feel better. Yeah, because white knuckling it, which I think is what my mom did. You can't do that for 50 years. Yeah. No, not without looking like you've white knuckled it for 50 years. Right. <laughs> Aging gracefully has to come with feeling good and, and being happy in your life and getting lots of sleep. Like I don't color my hair and I'm really excited that I'm in my mid forties and I don't have any grays. So I tell people all the time, it's because I consume cannabis and a variety of cannabinoids every day. So doctor, can I say that legally? <laughs> I, I'm on pins and needles right now. I want to know. I want to know more about this. <laughs> Are you saying that cannabis is keeping your hair from turning gray? Yeah, I think it keeps. I think, well, because CBD, isn't it a powerful antioxidant? So it's grabbing onto free radicals in our body. Free radicals and stress are what cause the gray. Of course, there's also your genetics that has something to do with it too. But we don't help ourselves when we stress ourselves out. Well, no, I want to know. I mean, she can call bullshit on everything I just said. you're you're giving your experience and everyone's experience is valid and you know I'm sure that many women are relating to what you're saying because you know even if you're not if you don't think of yourself as aging or you know menopausal uh, women start entering a perimenopause phase as early as you know the early 30s and and again genetics oh I'm in that I am in that yeah. And so before you even notice that maybe your menstrual cycles are changing, there are already genetic changes going on in the body and the brain. And so, you know, one of the first things that women may notice is, um, you know, difficulty with sleep. And so this is this is all connected. And also this uh, experience of maybe heightened anxiety, you know, especially during specific parts of the menstrual cycle. Um, and so, you know, the hormones, they're doing a dance and, and they, they're looking for new partners and, and things are changing and we're mixing it up. And so what do we do? How do we gracefully, you know, adapt? And what are the tools that we can use to help this transition go as smoothly as possible? And so cannabis is looking like it's one of those tools for women. We have very little data, you know, on women's health. But we have a lot of voices of women expressing the benefits that they're receiving. I mean, I I would think that if you're turning down the stress and you're turning up the sleep and therefore you can exercise more and therefore you, you know, it just the ball rolls toward wellness and and graceful aging. Yeah, I agree. Much more in a faster way. Yeah, I agree. I do want, though, your professional opinion, though, or about the CBD and what it is doing for our body as women. Well, I would say that that's even more understudied, you know, than just talking about cannabis in general. Um, CBD is is it's just not well studied. 
um, especially you know in humans. The main thing that we know that it has a really great beneficial effect on is seizure. Um, and inflammation. But, yeah, but even prior to that, our federal government filed a, a patent that claims that both THC and CBD are uh, antioxidant and neuroprotective. So, you know, if you go to your doctor and you say, I, I want a drug that's neuroprotective, there's not a drug on the market that has that claim. Uh, but we know that because these compounds are, they love fat so much, and our brain is just a chunk of fat that they are getting into the brain. And there's a lot of different things, you know, that, that they're doing because they're, they dance with a lot of partners. Uh, but this antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects uh, are probably underappreciated and, and under-researched. So I was right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what, I mean, I studied this stuff back in 2016 was when I dove in and gave myself my education. And so as I was doing it, that's when I started making, you know, these flashcards and stuff. I made it to teach myself. And then I was like, well, if I make this pretty, I can share it with other people. <laughs> but that's one of the things that in my own education, I was like, okay, I get this. And so this is one of the ways I'm going to use this as a wellness tool. And I really think it is so important as women that we understand so that we can intentionally use these things. And it's not just smoking a CBD cigarette, you know, cigarette in air quotes, to calm down. But it's like knowing what CBD is doing for your body. So you, it's not just this stress reliever in the moment, but it's like, this is, I'm nurturing my body. I'm doing good things for myself. I'm I'm willing to consume it in other ways so that it can be better for me. And so, you know, that brings me to us talking about the benefits of vaginal cannabinoid delivery. Patty and Carrie, that's what y'all focused on when you started creating your products. Dr. Sexton, do you want to, you know, start off and then ladies, everyone fill in the gaps? Sure. Well, the vaginal tissue, you know, it's, it's mucosa, just like we have in our mouth. It's uh, rapidly dividing cells. It's always renewing itself. And in addition, you know, there are other roles that the vaginal tissue is playing in terms of like secretions, immunity, anywhere, you know, we have things coming in, we have an immune system. And so this tissue can, um, it, it's well supplied with blood vessels. So we know that it has the potential to, to take things up. There are other, like we use vaginal estrogen as a suppository to nurture the tissue and nourish the tissue down there. And so similarly, because these uh, compounds can be taken across uh, the cells and into the tissue, this is a rational way to bring them into your body in a very gentle fashion because they don't widely get into the entire bloodstream. So more local action, uh, but and there will be some systemic effects. So we've I got the bioavailability and the rapid onset. Those are my takeaways from what you just said. Yes? Uh, I don't know that we have any really strong data showing this yet, because again, under-researched, but it, you know, if you go ask women who are using it, I, this I think probably... Uh, Patty and Carrie can speak to that a little bit more because they have this product that women are using and tell us, tell us what you're hearing about it. Well, for when we were formulating our product, the reason this is about vagin suppository is because Patty and I learned enough about cannabis that we wanted to use the THC and the CBD, the cannabis to lift our symptoms, but we didn't want to get high because we needed something that wasn't an end of day product. We needed something to feel better and get on with it. So, and we suspected that that's what a lot of women wanted as well. And after our, you know, after our research, we realized that needed to be a vaginal suppository for all the reasons Michelle just said, you have a lot of receptors in the area, which she said earlier in the show. So there is that local application as well. And then also for what it isn't, because it's not going through your GI tract and it's not going through your liver. And it's, it's there that um, consistency is difficult between person and person or even um, amongst different uses for yourself. So, for example, 
with an edible, you might find that you and your friend have a different response to the same edible, or you might have a different response to the same edible at different times. And some of that is because it's going through the GI tract and you had lunch, you didn't, your metabolism is faster, it's slower. There are all kinds of factors. Also, when the THC is metabolized by the liver, the kind of the biological result of that is even more psychoactivity. So we're bypassing that whole tract. And um, that brought us to the vaginal suppository, which then, um, you know, so many values in that, as Michelle talked, and then it also allowed us to address vaginal dryness, which definitely another problem for women in our demographic. But we made it harder on ourselves because now we're selling menopause, cannabis, and, and suppositories. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's why our product is what it is. So speaking of the vaginal dryness piece, so can this also be used as a sex aid, like as a lubricant as well? Just have it do both? So we are not a lube, but we have had anecdotal evidence about libido and kind of our take on libido is more holistic. So before you even get to the bedroom, if your partner's not on your last nerve and you're not crabby and you're not a hot, sweaty mess and you haven't, you haven't lost confidence because you can't find your words and you had a good night's sleep and, oh, your vagina doesn't hurt all day, <laughs> then that really sets the stage for libido. And, of course, THC is a vasodilator and CBD is anti-inflammatory. It can relax muscles, including the pelvic floor. So some women are finding that just using hello again has really increased their libido and that's great. Other women still find that they might want to, you know, layer in a personal lubricant, but we're getting great feedback in libido in general. Well, and I wasn't even talking about the libido piece. I was just talking about the nuts and bolts of sex. I sampled the product for the oh, week. And you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, put it in and I need to go right to bed. Standing up, this thing, this pellet is now melting and it's like, I, it's just, I don't want it to immediately like exit my body. And so I'm like, okay, I, the first day I'm like brushing my teeth and I'm like, uh, I need to hustle. I need, (laughs) cause I didn't, I didn't have a panty liner or anything on. And so that I was like, okay, so being horizontal when I put it in will be helpful for the bedtime ones. But then there's just so much. I mean, it's just like you are completely lubricated. So I'm like, well, this would be an easy way if you're ready to have sex and you like it's not messy. You just like put one of those in. So I didn't know if anybody else was using yeah. it that way, but it no, seems I think, like. No, I think that that could definitely be a common experience. What you're talking about is leakage. And that really just depends from woman to woman. It varies. It depends on shape and size and, you know, body temperature doesn't really vary that much, but it varies somewhat. So, you know, most women at night brush their teeth, wash their face, put it in, get in bed, read a couple pages of your book. That's and then, what I ended you know, up doing. Of, yeah. And then the daytime one, you may or may not need to use a panty liner. I know that I, I used one one morning and my daughter said, let's go to trampoline cardio. And I was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> but I used a tampon for trampoline cardio and, you know, it's, it's such an oil-based product. You don't really lose a lot of product you know, to the tampon. That's what I was going um, to ask because I only need to use it during the week that I'm on my period. And so I thought, well, the tampon's awesome. So, because it like just holds it in. So anyway, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fine. And then as far as kind of feeling like there is so much that can be a benefit at night for sure. But I would suggest that if, if your vagina is not as dry as the other person's, it's not going to absorb in there as much. So you're going to feel that way. But, it, you know, for women who really are struggling, we have, we talk to women who stopped exercising, don't wear jeans anymore. I mean, they're really, it's very uncomfortable. And certainly they're probably taking up more of the moisturizing elements that we put in there than someone who doesn't need it for moisture. But, you know, we're women, we know how to handle panty liners and. Yeah. But that, that makes stuff. sense. Yeah. That's good information. It totally makes sense. Yeah. You know, another thing that when we are talking about how absorbent the vagina is, that means that, you know, it's very important to make sure we know what we're putting up in there. So um, you want to talk a little bit about that? 
Well, you know, what I can say about our product is true for California cannabis. You know, you need to make sure that you're shopping in a, you know, a legal certified dispensary. I'm sure every single one of your listeners are. You won't find our product anywhere else. So, and that means for all products that are there, it's pretty rigorously, every batch is rigorously tested for two things, potency to make sure that, you know, the, the, the cannabinoids that we've listed are actually the amount in there. But more even as importantly is purity and the purity documentation is thick. It's, it's, they test because it's an agricultural product. They test for every metal you can think of, every thing that can happen on a farm. Yeah, I mean, pesticides, it's, really, all stuff. it's really extensive. And I would guess that probably an organic apple wouldn't pass that testing. So, I mean, Patty and I've talked about this a lot. Wouldn't it be great if, as the cannabis industry becomes federally legal, that the FDA standards for what we're putting in our body were raised to the standard that cannabis products are held to in California? That would be amazing. I appreciate that. Dr. Sexton, do you have something to add? Well, I think that how cannabis and regulation has evolved is going to spill over, especially into other botanical medicines. Because, you know, you, you go buy something off of a shelf, there's no guarantee that what's in the capsule is what it says that it is. There's nobody checking these things. But our cannabis is uh, scrutinized very highly and is sort of setting a precedent for the rest of the supplement industry. And yeah, I think knowing that what we're putting into our bodies is clean is so important because the more stress, you know, we're talking about biological stress now. And, and, you know, this can include plastics that we're exposed to in the environment. There are xenobiotics, xenoestrogens that can disrupt systems in our body. Um, so, yeah, we need a lot better scrutiny, especially of the chemical world and, you know, what's going into things that not only do we put onto our skin, but that we ingest and put into our body. Yes, ma'am. You know, one of the things that worries me is that there is so many different um, lubes and, and different things that have CBD, hemp-based CBD in them. So they are something you can just get anywhere. And, you know, the formulation science behind all of this stuff is so important. And then, you know, making sure it's a GMP certified manufacturing facility, all of that stuff. It's like, keep all of the things very far away from your vagina if you haven't read a certificate of analysis on it and seen that it's clean. Yeah. So for listeners that don't know what GMP is, <laughs> uh, good manufacturing processes is, you know, a part of that. But even before that, we have good agricultural processes. And so, you know, you want to be looking for companies that um, have these types of certifications so that you know that you're you're getting a well-controlled uh, and clean product. Yeah. So, okay, I want to talk about the subject of uh, the sensitivity of our endocannabinoid system. One of the listeners that I have been talking to, she's been doing an experiment because she feels like when she's on her cycle that her sensitivity is dulled to THC. And so when she's got, you know, really bad cramps or something, and she is not getting the same effects that she normally does. So what can you tell us about that, Dr. Sexton? Well, it's an area of intense research right now, the differences in, you know, male response to cannabis versus female. And so there is some, for example, there is some data showing that uh, women have a higher tolerance and so if you look at our endocannabinoids across the cycle, um, we see that at ovulation, they peak along with estrogen. So again, probably part of this homeostatic role. And then as we, you know, as we head toward the end of the cycle, um, you know, when we can start having all of these arrangements with our mood and anxiety and maybe more sleeplessness and feeling very compelled to do things. Again, you see estrogen, progesterone rising and levels of anandamide, you know, mirroring that. So if our endogenous cannabinoids are at a higher level, 
this could be the reason that, um, you know, the binding to the cannabinoid receptors, there's some competition there. Yes, that mm-hmm. makes total sense. If our anandamide, which is, you know, THC's doppelganger, if it's at its peak, then yeah, if I'm trying to take an edible or something else to help with, you know, my symptoms, it isn't going to work. So what would be the alternative? What's the workaround to that? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, if you if you think about these two classes of compounds, the endocannabinoids and then the phytocannabinoids, uh, interestingly, THC is uh, a much stronger binder than our endogenous compounds. So THC actually should compete it off in terms of, you know, trying to bind the receptor. So there's probably a lot more at play than we fully understand. It's it's probably not as small as just looking at the endocannabinoids, but I was just using that as an example of, you know, one, one thing it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we also know that, you know, these receptors are up and down regulated all the time. For instance, it's been shown that THC may affect our estrogen receptors. So in what way? Um, upregulation of, of one of the estrogen receptors specifically. Um, and what does that mean in normal terms? If I were, would you say to me when I was in your doctor's <laughs> office? <laughs> um, well, that we don't really know what it means in terms of general health, but we do know that this receptor is, is important for bone health. Um, oh, and so that, you know, that's something that we have to think about as we're moving into menopause because as estrogen declines, this affects our cardiovascular health, our bone health. And so this is one reason to think about using phytoestrogens, you know, or non-pharmaceutical or non-bioidentical estrogens. There's a lot of phytoestrogens in other plants. And and it could be that the plant cannabinoids are acting this way as well, um, maybe indirectly supporting, you know, the estrogenic system. So whenever I'm talking to my mom, my mom's friends, like any of the older women in my life, I always urge them to consider at least starting to supplement with CBD and to consider supplementing with other cannabinoids because of this decline that happens. So, you know, is there... Maybe one of you ladies from your own experience, how, you know, things have changed for you since you have started doing this um, or, you know, whoever wants to jump in. The sleep for me, it has been a game changer. Getting the, the help to sleep through the night and even if I wake up to be able to go right back to sleep and not be up with anxiety or thoughts and, you know, and certainly temperature regulation and sweating. And just being able to sleep solidly through the night and wake up feeling refreshed, I think affects everything else that happens from that point forward. So, you know, it relieves a ton of symptoms just by being able to get a good night's sleep. And for me, um, I certainly had those symptoms, but brain fog is what took me to my knees. And I, I secretly went slunk away and drove myself to a memory clinic because I really thought this was the beginning of losing my mental faculties. So the stress and anxiety that came with that also were really high. So um, I think you know the THC and the, C- and the CBD is helping me with that. I use our product um, sometimes just preemptively if we have a speaking engagement and I really just want to be able to find my words, I'll use it that way. And uh, the confidence actually that goes along with feeling like you can't speak well and present yourself well or remember things. My confidence was down. I was, I found myself editing my participation socially and also in the other things that I did because I hated that feeling of crafting a whole sentence and getting to the end and not being able to grasp the word and then turning it all around. And so, I mean, it's really been a huge game changer for me too. But then incidentally, you know, my overworked thumb because I'm an artist doesn't hurt anymore. And, you know, there are all kinds of little pesky symptoms that we all, at least I learned to kind of live with and ignore that were due to inflammation. And now don't, you know, I notice. oh gosh, I haven't had restless leg syndrome as much as I used to. I don't know if there's a, there's a direct line, but I don't have <laughs> restless legs like I used to. So it's really been, you know, a hundred percent positive 
incorporation into my life. One other thing too is just just because cannabis is is being talked about more often, it's it's allowed us to have these conversations about our symptoms that we weren't having before. So we were, I was like thinking I was the only one up at night at two o'clock in the morning staring at the clock, or like Carrie said, just forgetting things and thinking I was you know just getting older. And I, it was all just kind of my own personal like sort of shame or whatever you want to call it. But when we got to start talking about what cannabis can do for you, the the floodgates opened about just talking about the symptoms you're having with this phase of life. Yeah, it's nice to know that there's a tribe of people that understand what you're dealing with and going through for sure. It sounds like, you know, we're kind of on a thread um, talking a little bit about brain health. So I wanted to just add to that because um, both Carrie and Patty brought up very important things, you know, as, as we enter this phase of, you know, decreased estrogen, it changes our brain. I mean, literally we have genetic changes. And so this is part of our evolution, you know, as a woman and moving into the wise woman years, the way, the way we start thinking about the world, the way we experience the world, everything starts changing. And that's, that's a piece of it. But along with that, you know, we already talked a bit about insomnia and nighttime is when your brain cleans house. Um, we know that, you know, when you go, you need to go into deep restorative sleep because all of the brain waves are just like, um, you know, think of waves in the ocean moving in concert. And this is acting as a pump to clean our brain out at night. And then when you get into REM sleep, this is like squeezing the brain so that all of this debris is getting pumped into cerebrospinal fluid. So having good sleep patterns, sleeping on a circadian rhythm, getting that restorative sleep, having REM sleep are just of prime importance for our cognitive health in general. Um, And then, you know, brain fog or, you know, starting to not be able to find those words that you want. It's just, it's common, you know, to everybody and, and people get embarrassed about it, but it's just a natural process of aging. And interestingly, CBD at, at low dose, which is what you know, the dose most people are accessing, it has been called alerting. So you can think of it kind of similar to caffeine. We don't understand all the ins, of, ins and outs of what it's doing. But one mechanism is similar to what caffeine does as uh, what we call an adenosine antagonist. And so it just kind of brightens uh, cognition a bit, you know, and, and helps with focus and um, hopefully with work finding um, and just makes you feel brighter. Cause you know, when you start feeling cognitively dim, you really think, Oh, I'm getting old and I'm just going to be worthless. And similarly, low dose THC um, may have the same type of effect. So, you know, going back to the stigma of cannabis, you don't have to think about cannabis as getting Stoned out of your gourd and not being able to do anything. It's there's a dose related effect where low dose can be anxiolytic uh, and can actually improve cognitive function. And then as you go up in dose, you know, you can get more uh, pro anxiety kind Mm -hmm. of symptom and also loss of executive function, loss of short term memory. But these are these are different doses that we're talking about. I just want to say thank you to all of you for giving those snapshots. This is the show that I need all the women in my life to listen to because these are all reasons why to experiment and try to include cannabinoids in your health plan. Yeah, I'm really proud of our product because it's giving women and first of all, it's a very approachable product for women who are cannabis curious, but also a little cannabis leery because you don't get high. And also it's discreet. I mean, it, it doesn't, you don't, you don't smell like pot. Like it's, you know, you don't, it, it doesn't require you start smoking. If you've never been a smoker before, um, you don't feel like you're taking drugs. With the edible. It just, you know, for some women, it's just a much more approachable way to start incorporating cannabis into their wellness. And then once they're there, I think they start, you know, replacing alcohol with maybe a cannabis beverage or, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different ways to go once you're, once you're comfortable with cannabis. So I'm proud of that. Yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about hormone replacement therapy for a second, because um, both of you ladies, correct, were 
on hormone replacement therapy when you were in development of the product? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about your experience with that. Well, we both, we have different stories. I, I um, am still on a lower dose of hormone replacement since we've, since I've started using Hello Again, but I still am on hormone replacement therapy. Um, and, and, um, but cannabis and Hello Again has just helped me kind of, you know, sort of soften the edges on all the symptoms that I was having from before. But for just personal reasons, I stay on that. And Carrie has a different story. Yeah, I, I when we were um, coming out and doing some R&D and we finally found our, our formulation, I went off the hormones just to see what would happen. And for me, I never had to go back on. And our, our usage patterns are different as well. I'm able to use our product about every third day. And once my systems kind of balance, they tend to stay that way for about three days. And then I feel a little wobbly and I'll, I'll use one again. But Patty uses them more day, night, day, night. So... I would guess that Patty's able to stay on a lower dose than she was before because hello again is, is taking care of some of the spillover symptoms. And, you know, and for me, I'm just, I'm able to just take care of my symptoms without the hormones. So again, such a great snapshot of how you have to experiment, find what works specifically for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I get my bone density test. So there's other reasons that you may want to be on hormone that have nothing to do with our products. So I stay on top of that. But so far, so good. So what are you you started to say bone density? And that's something that I've heard another uh, older woman in my life who that's something that her doctor kind of raised a flag on for her. Can we talk about that, Dr. Sexton, with women as we age and, and what we should be doing to, you know, protect our bone density? Well, I mean, I think sleep is always the foundation, you know, good quality sleep. Um, and, you know, we know that um, impact exercise, you know, and weight training, maybe you've never done weight training your whole life, but now your joints are achy and it doesn't feel so good to go on long walks, you know, your knees hurt later, your hips hurt in the evening. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm old, I can't do anything anymore. But actually weight training, you know, because you've got ligaments pulling on the bone when you're doing weight training, swimming is kind of a form of that too. So, you know, non-impact exercise is really important for the bone. And then nutrition, you know, don't forget about all the things you need for your bone to be healthy. Um, Vitamin D, you know, is something that is getting more and more attention, especially after COVID and, you know, its role in uh, building up our immune system. But you know, vitamin D, calcium, magnesium are probably the, you know, the top three and our, our diets are often uh, devoid uh, because our, our soils are, are depleted of these minerals. So, you know, there may be some supplementation in order. I'm, I'm a huge fan of a natural uh, menopause transition, but, you know, everybody's different. Your genetics are going to play a big role. But also, you know, what's going to pe- play a role is how you've lived your life until this point. Um, so it may be a big wake-up call for people, uh, for women, when they suddenly, you know, start experiencing some of these symptoms and, and really need to get, uh, you know, their, their health in order and more preventive stuff in order. So whether it's you know, having to use bioidentical hormone, hormone replacement. If you have very severe symptoms, there's nothing to be ashamed of in that. Um, But there's also a lot of things in the natural world that we can bring in. And then interestingly, the cannabinoid 2 receptor has been shown to be important in the bone. And so, you know, getting these dietary cannabinoids or, um, you know, use through cannabis, you don't have to eat cannabis to get it into your system, obviously. Um, it's, just, it's just toning systems, you know, so we, we need these receptors to be bound for them to keep functioning. And so um, that CB2 receptor playing a big role in the continuation of building bone rather than bone just getting torn down is important. That's all such great information. Um, so tell me during y'all's research and, you know, in your studies as a doctor, you know, anybody weigh in, um, what is our relationship like as we age, our tolerance to THC, you know, 
from in the beginning, I had learned that it was, I'd read that it was higher. And then after meeting with some different doctors and, and scientists, then that was like, no, it's actually lower. So as we get older, do we have a lower tolerance of THC? Well, uh, we were talking earlier about, you know, system function over time in our lives, how all systems are, you know, they're, they're being downregulated. And this is true for the endocannabinoid system. And so if you think of like fewer protein receptors there to get the message, um, that actually, what that actually means is that we have more sensitivity. And so older people, uh, most older people would never be able to tolerate like the vape pens that young kids are using. Their, their endocannabinoid systems are at peak function and so they've already got a lot of that activity going on and they can tolerate higher doses. But older people and sometimes people that have chronic disease or with cancer are going to be much, much less tolerant and will need, um, you know, sometimes even micro dosing below a milligram, especially of THC. Which is why like a suppository is a great method of delivery for those types of people. So you don't have to deal with that psychoactivity. Okay. That, thank you for that explanation. That total, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to, I was just going to add that the delivery method makes a difference too. Like uh, for example, our product's not a low dose product. Our sleep formula has 20 milligrams of THC. That's a lot, but because of the delivery system, you're, it's behaving like a low dose product. Right. So um, did I leave something out? Is there anything that you think is important to this conversation? Because I certainly don't want to, um, to leave anything out when I have all of you here with me. I would just say if anybody's listening and they're nervous, like you said, your family members, well, Carrie and I always say buy it and try it, you know, just try just try it because there's such benefit and, um, and we really believe in it. And um, I think that I think that, you know, there are doses and you can get some help in a dispensary with someone to, to help you figure out what's right for you. But um, I would just say, just try it. And if you're nervous, Patty, you always think if you're nervous, a bath bomb is a really yeah. great place to start with cannabis because you do get the sensation, kind of the body relaxation sensation about what is possible with the plant without it being psychoactive. And that's always a good place to start. See, for me, the bath bombs just give me anxiety because after I finish my bath, I'm like, great. Now I have to clean my bath. Yeah, clean the tub. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And I mean, I would, no, clean it the next day. <laughs> and I would just say that this is a great time of life. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but we have a lot of years to live. And today's 50-year-old, 40-year-old, 30-year-old. This is a big, complicated world, and we're living big, vibrant lives. And it's easy to blame the way you're feeling on external factors um, and try to solve those, but um, maybe consider just taking a look internally and, and working from the inside out. And cannabis is a great place to do to start. Amen to that. Cannabis is my co-pilot. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Sexton, any parting words? Well, I'm just happy to see, you know, the stigma starting to fall, um, not only around this plant, but the other Schedule One plants, <laughs> you know, that governments are forbidding use of, because civilizations have lived with and used these plants forever. You know, we, we have long even written history of, of the human-plant relationship, and I think at this poignant time on our planet, when we're, we're watching the, the planet decay and, and be under fire and in so much trouble, it, it's really mirroring humanity. We're, we're right together, you know, with our planet. And, and, and this return to more natural and plant-based type of medicine uh, is very much in line, you know, with cannabis gaining in popularity. And, um, you know, if you're if you're still having some stigma about it or, you know, your mom or your sisters or, you know, you want to talk to people about it. I think a great way to, to approach it is to liken it to peppers because, you know, we have bell peppers and we have 
ghost peppers probably at the other end of the spectrum. And some people really like that hot, 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 spicy stuff. And other people just don't like it or don't tolerate it. And you don't have to have a habanero. You know, you can have a bell pepper. Bell pepper has capsaicin in it at the same, about the same amount that hemp has THC in it. You just can't taste that heat. So, you know, you can start with a bell pepper and you can build your tolerance, you know, until you can take more heat. And so similarly with cannabis, you can start with just CBD and then you could move to hemp with a low amount of THC and you can build your tolerance. And so you're playing with this, you know, where, where do I fit and, and where on that pepper spectrum is the right place for me? Yeah, that's, that's a fun analogy. Yeah. Um, recently I was asking someone, you know, what is a good way to hone my olfactory system? Like I want to be able to smell more refined terpenes and things like that. And, and she said, smell everything. She's like, you have to build your smell library. And so she's like, every if you pick up something in the grocery store and it, you're like, oh, this fruit looks interesting. She's like, smell it, smell everything. You know, similar, same but different to what you're saying. Like, you know, you build this thing up slowly but surely, and it's taking all the baby steps, trying all of the things, getting to that point. So cheers to uh, aging gracefully and being curious explorers along the journey. Thank you. Great. Thank, thank you. you for having us and thank you for trying our product as well. Yes. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And I will say I had, so I took my Nuva ring out day one, day two, I, I used the Hello Again sleep formula. And thank you. then the third day I got in bed and I was exhausted and I'm like, shoot, I forgot to use that thing. And I'm like, I'm too tired to get up. And I had the hot flashiest night and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so then I used it the next night and I did have like one like pretty heated moment, but it was only once through the rest of the night. So mm. I will say that I had firsthand experience that yes, it, it does help during that transitional week for me. So way to go, ladies. Thank you very Good. much. Good to hear. Glad. I'm happy to hear that. Yes. All right. Well, I looked at the comments earlier. We had just a couple of gentlemen in there rambling and making messages along with our conversation, but there were no questions. Um, so, can I uh, can I make a plug for? Uh, I have a, a women's health uh, and cannabis course that I've developed. Oh, nice! And uh, it's called the Green Woman's Guide. Green Women's Guide. Um, it's not out yet, but if you want to be among the first to know, you can go to uh, our website, which is truthaboutcannabis.com and then slash courses. And there's a button that says, be the first to know. And so it's a course talking about cannabis across the lifespan and across uh, the different phases of reproductive life. Outstanding. For women. That's great, right? Yes. And I will make sure to um, include a link to that in the show notes as well. So it'll be easy access if somebody's listening while they're driving their car. Well, thank you everyone for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. I learned so much in this podcast. And if you did too, I hope you'll educate all of your mothers, grandmothers, and sisters out there. We all know the power of feminine energy. So imagine if we all understand how to naturally regulate our rhythm with nature and feel better equipped and inspired to elevate our tribe and community. When the women are vibing, we will elevate the experience. It's inevitable. So continue your education and invite your besties to join you on the journey. Head over to the podcast 214 show notes at casuallybaked.com where you'll find more info about cannabis and menopause, the Hello Again products available in California, and Dr. Sexton's women's health and cannabis course. As always, email your requests or can of curious questions through the website or DM me on social. I'm at Casually Baked on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and the WeedTube. And if you find value in the quality cannabis content I'm churning out every week, 
please become a podcast patron for $5 per month at patreon.com backslash casually baked. However you choose to support this highly responsible cannabis movement, thanks for doing your part to Puff Puff Pass It On. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network. Network.